Welcome to the Navigating Your Career podcast. This is the place for you to figure out your next career move, learn how to speak up and show up as the real you, and discover the path that brings out the best in you. If you want to stop feeling stuck, start feeling better, and take ownership of your career and your life, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Melissa Lawrence. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. I am so happy to be talking with you today about something that happens so often and I've personally dealt with it a lot in my career and that is what to do when you get a new boss. Your boss is one of the most important factors in your job satisfaction and in choosing a job, right? When you interview, you're looking at whether or not you think your boss would be a good fit for you too. And when they leave or you're handed a new boss or maybe there's a restructuring that occurs, it can be really stressful. So that is what we're going to talk about today. This is something that I work with my clients on, but also I experienced this as a people manager moving to having someone report to me that really wasn't happy about it. But I've also been in the situation where I've experienced seven different bosses in just a handful of years at my last company. So I totally get it from both perspectives and I'm going to help you set yourself up for success. But first, I wanna tell you about one of my clients, Ujula. She and I have been working together for about three months, and she has had such incredible progress in that time. Really, from the first week, she started seeing progress toward her goals, and she was kind enough to send me some feedback that I would just love to share with you and tell you about. This is very timely on this topic, too, because working with a boss that doesn't necessarily fit your style or just working with someone new is something that we work on together. So here is what she has to say. Before coaching with Melissa, I was totally overworked and exhausted. I felt like my life was out of control. I was searching for jobs because I thought it was the only way out. I reached out to work with Melissa and from the beginning, we established SMART goals and started to execute on them. I loved this approach. Melissa helped me set healthy boundaries at work and taught me best ways to effectively communicate my needs to my supervisors. Week after week, I was making incremental improvements and Melissa always cheered me on, giving me extra wind in my wings. Now, three months later, I feel passionate about what I do. I am working more efficiently and on high profile projects, being recognized by leaders throughout my organization. Thanks to Melissa, I became so good at time management that I have time to complete my work during weekdays, do the personal things I enjoy, and still have time to take MBA classes. Melissa also guided me through her self-discovery process and helped me become aware of and reconnect with my strengths. I love our weekly meetings. I take a huge pride in reporting my weekly wins and enjoy discussing new ways of approaching encountered challenges. Every week, I am learning something new about myself. I feel happier, stronger, and fully empowered to make decisions. I would highly recommend coaching services provided by Melissa. Believe me, this will be the best investment you can ever make in yourself. How amazing is that? I just want to take a moment to celebrate her and recognize the progress that she has made because 
even though I am her coach and as her feedback says, I helped her with her results, she was the one taking the action. And that is what coaching is about. It's about coaching, taking action and evaluating and doing that over and over again until you get the results that you are looking for and you are able to sustain them on your own. And as she shared, it happens so quickly. So we've only been together three months and she's already had all of these amazing results. So that is so cool. I just want to celebrate her. Okay. So now let's focus on what to do when you get a new boss. This is such an important topic because your relationship with your boss has such a strong impact on your career. Career Builder reports that 58% of managers say that they never received any management training. But you have needs as an employee and they have needs as a manager. And if you don't align, it's going to be a disaster for both of you. Plus, if we assume that your manager may not be the most equipped at people leadership, and in often cases is more of a technical subject matter expert, you can't really rely on them to lead the new relationship. It is going to take both of you regardless of any training your manager may have. So I want to tell you a little bit more about how I experienced this as well. So as an employee at my last company, I was hired by one person. Then before my first day, he left the company. And so when I went into the company as a new employee, I immediately was reporting to his boss, which was the head of HR, who I had also interviewed with. But this was also a little bit intimidating, uh, but it also gave me a chance to show what I was capable of to upper levels of management. Then a few months later, they backfilled my original boss's position, and so I was reporting to this new person, which that time was the most stable. I reported to that same person for about two years, but then he left. So I reported to an interim person again. Then the position was backfilled again, this time to one of my peers. So I reported to him. Immediately after, my former interim boss left the company, and about six months into the role, my new boss left for a corporate role. (laughs) Then another one of my peers stepped into that role. Then I moved out of reporting to him, back to reporting to the head of HR, because this was better aligned to, to the scope of my position. Are you with me? It was a lot of transition and a lot of movement of team members. So in this span of five to six years, I reported to the head of HR three times, and each time that person was a different head. (laughs) Then I also reported to four different direct managers during that time. So it was a total of seven different managers, some interim, some long-term, But no matter how you cut it, it was a lot. It was a lot of reinventing, a lot of building new relationships, a lot of leveraging these relationships. And so I'm going to tell you what I learned from this experience and also my um, just what I work on with my clients and how to make sure that this is successful for you if you find yourself in this position. So when you're reporting to a new manager, It is a new person that is observing you and judging your performance, bringing in their opinions of you, which when you go from peer to manager can really be an added layer of complexity. Additionally, there was very little, if any, diversity in these management positions. So that was another area that I struggled with and had to overcome. 
And I definitely had my fair share of needing to pivot and be agile when it comes to my management relationships while not sacrificing the momentum of my career in the process. And I know that that is important to you too. When I was a people manager, I worked in government consulting and child welfare, and I was promoted from a management position where I was responsible for two different satellite office locations to then being a statewide manager where I was responsible for three additional satellite offices, each of which had their own site manager. So I now had levels of management reporting to me instead of just direct reports. So at the time, I was in my mid-20s, and one of my managers that was now going to be reporting to me was an older gentleman in his 50s. And he was hired into the company under my boss, who was a woman, but of his same age, if not a little bit older than he was. And when he learned that he was going to be reporting to me, he really wasn't happy about it. He acknowledged that I was technically an expert and maybe even more so than him based on my experience in the industry. But he told me plainly that he would not have taken the job if he knew he was going to be reporting to a woman of my age. Ouch. (laughs) That stung. And at the time, I had a great manager. She was honestly the best I've ever had. And I'm friends with her to this day, 20 years later. And she did something that I would encourage all managers to do. And that is to let your employees figure things out on their own. Give them support, but give them experience. So when this new direct report of mine showed some resistance to me, flat out told me he didn't want to report to me and was going to look for another job, he also communicated this to my boss and I did what you'd expect. I asked my boss to fix it, right? (laughs) I thought, this is your person and you made this decision, so you need to tell him that he needs to get on board. But that's not what happened. Instead, she told me she understood that this was difficult, but that I needed to get him on board. I needed to navigate this difficult situation and build the relationship with him. She would be there to support me, but wasn't going to do it for me. So I booked a trip to his site, which was in upstate Wisconsin, and set up some time with him to talk face to face and to hear his concerns. I listened and we talked about how we could work together, how he could accept me as his new manager and what I could do to support him. It was a difficult but necessary conversation and I'm still grateful to my boss for making me deal with this myself because I had so much growth from it. Obviously, it's something that I still talk about all these years later. He still had some resistance, but over time he softened and we were able to build a productive relationship. So I've definitely had my fair share of working with people that are new bosses to me, but also those that are reporting to me and definitely were not happy about it. Transitioning to a new boss can feel really overwhelming and like you're going to be giving up everything that you've worked so hard for and establishing that credibility with the boss that you were reporting to before. Maybe it even can feel like you felt really good about the relationship that you had with your boss and maybe you really enjoyed working with them and for them and now you have someone new and either you don't 
know that you will have that same relationship or maybe you already know them and you don't like them already and you aren't looking forward to now having them be in a superior role to you. So when it comes to building your relationship with your new boss, there are three things that I would suggest you focus on. The first is going to be rapport. And rapport is all about building a relationship that isn't only civil, but is going to make work more enjoyable for you. If you don't like your boss, if you feel stressed around them, that is going to be more of a burden to you than it is to them. The second thing is that you try to let go of any assumption about them, whether you know them or you don't, or you're just really tied to who you were reporting to before, avoiding assumptions is going to help you in the long run. And the third thing is that you learn how to leverage the relationship for you and for them. I'm going to dig deeper into each of these different strategies one by one so that you can learn exactly what to do and how to navigate situations like this so that you don't sacrifice what you've worked so hard for and can be successful regardless of any change in management. So first, let's talk about building rapport. When you find yourself getting an organizational announcement or maybe you had a one-on-one where you're getting the heads up that you're going to be getting a new boss, your initial reaction may be, oh no, crap, what am I going to do now? Or some other maybe (laughs) word that I'm not going to say on the podcast, right? You may have a strong negative reaction and instead I want you to take a step back. Think about this just being another human being and that this change is neutral. This is just another person that in a professional work environment, you have to learn to get along with for the success of not only you, but your company and your team. I know this can seem hard and I may be oversimplifying it for you, but at the end of the day, the relationship that you have with your boss is very important and it isn't just up to your boss to make sure that that relationship with you is a positive one. Now, depending on your thoughts about the person, you're going to be presented a number of different thoughts, right? However, this change, the new person that will be your boss is a neutral circumstance. It only means something good or bad when you attach your thoughts about it. Your thoughts are based on your beliefs, your experiences, and your brain's job to protect you from a perceived threat. So you need to take a step back and take a deep breath and try to think about this situation from a neutral place. You could ask yourself questions like, how is this good? How is this a challenge? If there will be a potential challenge, how could you solve for that? How is this not a problem at all? This may feel this change like it's happening to you, but you still have the opportunity to choose how you want to think about it and what you want to do with the information. The goal here is to help you make intentional action that is going to be beneficial to you and not let your fear or other feelings and thoughts about this prevent you from putting your best foot forward. So I'm going to ask you to think about what are the things that you can connect with your new boss about? Is there something that you have in common with them? Maybe if you look at their LinkedIn or see their bio at work or in the announcement message, there is something that you can connect to that will help build that relationship from the very beginning. You may have an immediate negative reaction and I totally get that. And this may seem very difficult to do. 
but I want you to have an open mind and really think about how can you build rapport. I want you to think about your one-on-ones, your team meetings, your upcoming performance reviews, and how you want those to be, how you want to think, how you want to feel. Do you want to have stress going into those conversations, or do you want to be able to manage those in a way that isn't going to have a negative impact on you? Because you know that if you're feeling negatively about work, if you're stressed about your boss, you're likely not leaving that at work. You're likely taking that home too. So it's important for you to really think about how you want your reality to be. And I want you to think about how you want this change to go, right? If you have a stressed or tense relationship with this person, those regular ongoing conversations are going to be very stressful. However, if you're able to have some common ground and make this relationship as positive as it can be, it not only helps you, but it helps everyone. There's a tool that I teach my clients that helps them see not only their thoughts and feelings about a situation, but also how others could interpret it. And I think this is something that is often overlooked is we often forget um, or get caught up in our own thoughts and feelings about a person or a situation. And we let those thoughts and feelings justify a behavior or action that we have that doesn't make us look in the best light and really gives our power and control and reputation over to this other person or circumstance. And I know that's not something that you want. So when you think about who it really serves to have a positive relationship and build this rapport with your new boss. Really think about who you want to be. How do you want to represent yourself? How do you want to put your best foot forward? And what type of work environment do you want to have? Even if you have loyalty to the person you reported to before, or maybe you think that your boss isn't qualified, maybe they're not, right? Maybe it's some other circumstance that is preventing you from wanting to give this person a chance. Maybe you think that they don't deserve the role at all. But at the end of the day, they're your manager and you need to have a positive relationship with them in order to advance your career. This doesn't mean that if the person is discriminatory or breaking any sort of policies or laws that this is something that should be overlooked, and that's certainly not what I'm saying. But I'm just talking about a typical appropriate transition of power from one manager to another and the natural resistance you may have to that and how to avoid it. The second strategy I offer is to really look at your assumptions about the person. Speaking from personal experience, I have gone into situations where I made assumptions about the person and you know what this looks like, where you may just sit back and watch to see what they do, how they handle certain situations, and then you decide if it's right or wrong, right? I've also been on the other end of having assumptions put on me. And there is a saying that assumptions just make an ass out of you and me. And as flippant as that may sound, there's really some truth to it. If you go into the relationship thinking and assuming that this person is not going to be as good of a manager that you are, or that you are going to have to start over, or that they are not qualified, your brain is going to seek information to validate those thoughts and assumptions that you have. This is why sitting back and seeing what happens based on your assumptions can be so damaging to the relationship. Your brain is working for you and the thoughts that you have. So if you think they don't know what they're doing, you're going to easily see all of the ways that this is true. 
And this isn't a bad thing. It is something to simply be aware of so you can decide if that is how you want this to go or do you want to choose something different. If you're going to make assumptions, I would rather you make an assumption that the relationship will be positive and that this is going to be a manager you learn a lot from rather than the opposite. When you make assumptions, you're deciding ahead of time the outcome of a situation. I would ask why that would be something that you would want to do. It is something that will likely be natural to you, but it isn't something that you would necessarily intentionally choose to do if you had this awareness and went into this relationship with an open mind. You may be thinking this person will not see your worth, see your value, or know how hard that you've worked to get where you are, and that may be true. So instead of assumptions that you put on them, I would instead look to think about how can you set them up for success? How can you help them see you in the way that you want to be seen? Because at the end of the day, resisting this change, resisting this transition is only going to hurt you. A common pitfall that I see people make is that they assume the new manager will either be awful or on the other side, assume that the new manager knows how great they are. So let's say you had a promotion in the works and your boss told you it was going to happen this year. Then you get a new manager. Don't assume that your new manager is on board or even knows about this conversation with your manager about the promotion. A lot of things can impact whether or not that promotion ever happens, including what your new boss thinks of your performance. Instead, you want to think about what you can do to help them to show you are deserving of the promotion and all the possible hype that they have heard about you. So the third strategy is to leverage the relationship to your advantage. You want to think about what you can do for your new boss to help them acclimate to their new role, get up to speed, and also think about how they can help you. When you're reporting to someone new, it's a great opportunity to level set, to talk about what you need, what you do, what you want. It's a time to start fresh. With one of my clients, when we went through my career mapping process, we discovered that for the short term, she would be very fulfilled in her role if she had a broader scope of responsibilities and was able to leverage some of her underutilized skills. When she got a new boss, it was perfect timing. We did a gap assessment of the responsibilities she has now and the ones that she wants to have. We then practiced her pitch for positioning herself to do these added responsibilities with her new boss. When she had her first one-on-one with her new boss, she brought up her ideas of what she could be doing, and I taught her how to position it from the boss's and the company's perspective. Her boss was all in, and now she's renegotiating her responsibilities. How cool is that? You can also use this opportunity to talk about the type of management style you prefer, what motivates you, and how you like to be recognized. I always coach my leaders to do this proactively, but if your manager doesn't bring this up, you can. This is one of the top reasons that employees leave companies is because they feel that they're not appreciated and that their work is not valued or recognized. And you can kind of get into the driver's seat and prevent this from being something that is happening to you. So no more waiting and being frustrated for not having your needs met. You can go ahead and take this into your own hands and stop feeling frustrated about it. When you report to someone new, this can be a great opportunity to use this to your advantage, to bring up the ideas you have, the things 
you may have been shut down for in the past, you now have a new open mind on them, a new perspective, a new set of eyes. With my with another client, we had also talked about how she could help her boss onboard effectively, learn the lay of the land and get off running. You may think that this is more work for you, but ask yourself why you think that is. Challenge that thought. How is your boss doing their job better, more work for you? It may be a bit more time in the beginning, but in the long run, you will be less frustrated and spend less time helping and trying to navigate maybe more chaos because of lack of information. Also, your boss will likely never forget how you helped them, which is also a win for you in the long run. So how do you think that you could leverage this relationship? What more could you give to it? What do you need? If you approach your new management as an opportunity and leverage these three strategies, build rapport, manage assumptions, and leverage the relationship, you are bound to have a more successful outcome than if you stress and worry over this change. Because the fact is, you can't change it. It is what it is. What you can change is how you react to it. You get to decide how you want to manage it, how you want to use it, how you want to show up and be the best version of yourself. If you make your decisions on who you want to be, you will be happier with who you are and face less stress, guilt, and regret. So that is all for this week's episode. But before we go, did you know that I have a free newsletter you can join? If you love the podcast, you will definitely want to be on the list. Every week, I send an email to my insiders with a practical tool, resource, or advice for navigating your career. So if you want to build on this podcast and crush your career goals while feeling better in the process, I really invite you to join. It's completely free, and all you have to do is head over to my website at www.melissamlawrence.com and add your name. I will put a link in the show notes. Until next time, have an amazing week. (music) 